everybody. Welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. And we are talking about relationships. That's what we've been talking about for, I don't know, three or four weeks right now. And so I've been looking forward and actually taking the time to begin this week and then next week and maybe the week after. And we'll see how long we go talking to you about something that I call the 15 non-negotiables. Now, why do I call it that? Well, here's the thing I want to tell you is I believe that God has a will for your life. I believe part of his will for your life is for, for most people, not everybody, but the vast majority of people, the person he would want you to meet, fall in love with, and get married because God loves love. As a matter of fact, uh, I quoted this before, but think about these words. It's in Proverbs chapter 30, verse 18. It says, there are three things that are too wonderful for me. Four, I do not understand. The way of the eagle in the sky, the way of the serpent on a rock, the way of a ship in the middle of the sea, and the way of a man with the maid, or a way a man is when he's in love with the girl. Uh, That is so incredible that God says that's wonderful. That's amazing. That's incredible. And when you start thinking about what God does in those kind of moments, you begin to understand that God loves it when you fall in love. And he loves it when you love someone else and they love and value and treasure you. So the interesting thing is this. Years ago, I heard Dr. Paul Yangi Cho uh, talk about something that happened in his life with somebody. And it got me thinking. It got me going on something that now for years I've uh, refined and dug into more than ever. But what did Dr. Cho talk about was this, is that uh, he at one time was asked to go speak in an outlying area, a, a city, a small city in Korea. And so while he was there, he was doing a revival, a week-long revival. And he was so struck by one particular woman. She was the worship leader. And uh, what happened is he was amazed at her abilities. He was amazed at the way she carried herself. She just seemed to have something special about her. And so one night he was uh, talking to one of the pastors who was there and he said, this worship leader's incredible. And the worship leader said, oh, you mean the old maid? And he was like, what? <laughs> and he found out that's actually what they called her. And, and of course, she didn't like that title. She didn't like that term. And by the way, she wasn't that old. Uh, but people in that area got married at, at a younger age uh, than they do in most areas in the world that we're in today. And so he actually began to talk to her. And he began to say, um, I just think you're so incredible. I think God has just gifted you in such an amazing way. And she just almost started crying. Like she got very emotional. And he said, are you okay? And she said, I just wonder why, uh, why God hasn't brought the person into my life that I would marry. And he said, tomorrow let's meet and talk about that. And so what happened is she agreed to meet with him. And so he sat down with her and the other pastor was there, by the way. And he said, tell me, are you praying for God to bring the person in your life? And she said, yes. She goes, Pastor Cho, I pray all the time that God would bring me a husband. And he looked at her and said, well, what do you pray? And she goes, well, I pray for a husband. He goes, would you marry just anybody? And well, she goes, no. Um, and he goes, well, tell me what kind of husband you're praying for. And she goes, well, I'm just praying for a husband. He goes, no, 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 no. And he made her get out a sheet of paper. And he said, let's start talking. First of all, would God want you to marry a non-Christian? And she said, no. He goes, all right, I want you to write down Christian. And then he said, "Uh, what do you want your husband to do for a living? And she goes, "Um, 
Well, I never thought about that. He goes, well, if you could have anybody, what would you want him to do? And she goes, I'd want him to be a pastor. And he wrote, she wrote, so he said, write down pastor. And then he said, what do you want him to love? She goes, well, I love music, so I want him to love music. So she goes, write down music. And then she said, all right, do you want your husband to be from Korea or do you want him to be from somewhere else? And she was like, well, I never thought about that. I mean, everybody here is Korean. He goes, well, God actually owns the whole world. So I want you to write down, where do you want him from? She goes, well, I want an American. So she wrote, wrote down American. And then she goes, do you want him to be tall or medium or short? And she goes, well, I never thought it. He goes, no, what do you want? What's your heart's desire? So she wrote down tall. And he goes, do you want him to be skinny or do you want him to be medium or maybe a little? And she goes, I want skinny. And so she wrote down skinny. And, and so he, he had her write down all the things she wanted. And he said, all right, I want you to look at your list. And as you're looking at your list, can you almost see this man? And she said, I think I can. I mean, this would be the man of my dreams. He goes, all right, I want you to go home and I want you to put it somewhere in your bathroom. So every morning when you get up, you see that list and you pray for this man. And then every night when you go to bed, I want you to look at this list and you pray for that man. And then throughout the day, you talk to God about that. And so she agreed to do that. So the rest of the week went on and things were great. And he ended up going uh, back home and, and almost pretty much forgot about it. Then about six months later, he, uh, he decided to call his friend, the pastor who was living in that town to see how things were going. And he called him up and he said, how are you doing? And the pastor said, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe it. She, she's getting married. She's getting married. And Pastor Cho said, who's getting married? He said, the worship leader, the one we call the old maid, she's getting married. And he said, tell me what happened. And he said, well, Pastor Cho, the revival went so good with you, we decided we had to have another one. And I decided I was going to preach at it, but this time we'd bring in someone to lead music. And we had... Uh, a man from the university in Seoul all set to come and he got sick and he wasn't able to come. And they called me up and said, he can't come, but there's a pastor from the United States who's come here and he's actually doing a seminar and he's willing to take his whole class and come and lead worship for you. And so he said, well, let's do it. And when the guy got there, he was not only an incredible worship leader, he was incredibly good looking. And all the girls in the town were going nuts over him. But he only had eyes for one person, the other worship leader, the one we called the old maid. And, and what happened is they began to lead worship together and they got really close together. And so before he, he ended up leaving to go back to the United States, he looked at her and said, I know this seems fast. I know it seems like it might be too quick. He said, but I've fallen and so in love with you and I just can't bear to be without you. Would you be willing to marry me? And she said, yes, she said, yes. So when their wedding day came, her mom walked out and she had that piece of paper and she said, he's a Christian. And she said, he's a pastor. And then she said, he's an, he's a worship leader. He loves music and he's from America and he's tall. He was like six foot four and he's skinny. He only weighed like 170 pounds. And she went down the list and every single thing that the woman he had prayed for is exactly who he was. Exactly. Every single thing on the list. So Pastor Sho said this, when we pray, we need to pray and tell God what we want. We need to be willing to talk to God about that. So what happened is after I heard that story, I started thinking about this. What is it that God would want you to have in the person you marry? Who would they be? What would they be like? 
And so I began to do a Bible study on all the things God wants you to have in the person you would marry one day. And so I, I came up with 15 things, 15 things that God would not want you to give in on, 15 things God would not want you to compromise. And I came up with what I called the 15 non-negotiables. And so what I started asking people to do over the years is to take that list and know that those things need to be in the person that you're going to marry or you're going to fall in love with and get married to. And then after teaching this a couple years, they hit me. They also should be in you. Because think about how sad this would be if, if you met the person of your dreams, but you actually were missing some of these things. So if they were really walking with the Lord, they would not want to be with you which would be really a drag. So anyway, the idea is I began to talk about the 15 non-negotiables. And I said, it starts with being the right person and then you find the right person, which is also in Matthew 6, verse 33. If there's one overriding principle in this is this, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. Jesus said, you start by seeking first the kingdom of God, seeking the Lord, and then making sure you're living a righteous life. By the way, if you are, those 15 non-negotiables will be true of you. And then God, I believe, will bring that person into your life. So I want you to think about that. I, I want you to think about, are you committed, if you're single, to praying for the right person and then making sure you are the right person so God can bring you to the right person. So what I ask people to do is this. So listen to me, track with me on this. Uh, I'll begin to give you the 15 non-negotiables pretty soon. And those are things you need to pray are true in you, and you need to make sure they're in the person you're seeking after. And then I ask everybody to do this. Uh, by the way, Doug and Maureen talked about this. Then on top of the 15 non-negotiables, you make your list of negotiables. You make your list of what you would want. Uh, the other person has to have those 15. But do you want someone tall? Do you want someone short? Do you want them to be musical, not musical? Those are what I call the negotiables. And you begin to pray about that and pray about that and pray about that. And, and here's the fun thing about it. God will begin to move. Over the years that I have taught this, I have seen people make their list. And then as they're praying, God, I want all these 15 things to be true of the person. And I'm praying for them. And then you start praying about the other things and talking to the Lord about it. Then God begins to start nudging you. And maybe he has you pray for something like Maureen. When, when Maureen was here, if you watched the podcast two or three podcasts ago, Maureen had that she wanted him tall, dark, and handsome. But the more she prayed, then God began to move her heart. And all of a sudden, having dark hair wasn't as big a deal to her. And made it was actually hard for her to pray about that. And then God gave Maureen a dream. And in her dream, the person had really blonde hair. And so she began to change her list as God began to show her that he needed to have the 15 non-negotiables, but he also, there were some things God prepared her for that when she really met Doug and, and got to know Doug, Doug became literally the man of her dreams because God gave her a dream, which I think is pretty cool, by the way. So over the years, I've watched this happen. Over the years, I've had people do this. I was thinking about sharing with you today and I remember I was putting on a Bible conference for Next Generation, uh, and it was a junior high, high school, and college combined. And I, I met Hannah there. 
And uh, Hannah, I taught her on the 15 non-negotiables. I actually taught a whole class on it. And Hannah got hooked on it. And the very next year, I remember bumping into Hannah. And I said, how are you doing? And she goes, Pastor Chuck, I've been praying for a year. And I know I need to be patient. But I feel like God hasn't brought that person in my life yet. And I don't know what's going on. And I said, well, Hannah, I believe God's going to bring the person to you. But you do have to be patient. But you also can't compromise. Are you committed to not compromising? And Hannah promised me she would not compromise. But what she didn't know, and you guys would believe I did, is that night, as we kicked off the conference with thousands of people there, I said, by the way, before we close tonight, I want Hannah to come up here. And Hannah was like, oh my gosh, no way. And her friends drug her up on stage. And I said, Hannah, you've been praying for that right person, haven't you? And she goes, yeah. And I said, guess what, Hannah? We're all going to pray for you tonight. I want everybody here to pray that God is going to bring the man of Hannah's dreams into her life. And so what happened? happened is I began to pray for Hannah in front of everybody. She was mortified. She was so embarrassed. She wanted to kill me, (laughs) which I loved. I thought it was like the best way to start the conference. But Hannah's best friend, who happened to be a guy, was sitting out there. And as I was beginning to pray over Hannah, he started thinking, no, she's going to meet somebody else. I don't want to lose Hannah. And All week long, it bothered him. Matter of fact, he had a hard time sleeping because he was afraid God was going to answer my prayer and bring another guy into Hannah's life. And by the end of our conference, he said to Hannah, he goes, you know what? I just can't even live with the idea that you would meet somebody else, fall in love and marry them because I'm realizing I love you. And guess what? They're married. And she, he was everything on her list. Matter of fact, when she was making out her list, she even told me later, she said, I think a lot of what was on my list was him because he was like my best friend. And I thought I want to marry my best friend. She just didn't think it could happen. But because I embarrassed her to no end, because I brought her up on stage. And by the way, Hannah will tell you this. She ended up getting the guy of her dreams. And he ended up falling so in love with her. And uh, by the way, today they're living an incredible life. They have a great marriage. They have kids. They're serving God together. And you know what? Again, I've watched this work over and over and over again. And so what I'm telling you is I want to teach this to you. I want to have you know God's 15 non-negotiables. I want to have you pray about you making sure those are true of you. And get ready for this. Then I want you to make a list of the things that God would want, uh, that you would want want God to bring in the person you uh, uh, fall in love with. Uh, The Bible talks about God gives you the desires of your heart. And so I want you to know that God loves this with you. Now, let me say this to you too. One time, uh, my oldest son uh, and I were driving in, in our car and and my son uh, wouldn't tell me, the, he would never tell me who he liked. He would never talk to me about the girls that were special to him. And I always felt that was a missing part of our relationship together. And one night as we were driving home from church, my oldest son looked at me and he said, dad, do you know so-and-so? And he named a particular girl. And I said, well, yeah, I know her. And he goes, do you think she likes anybody right now? And I said, well, Rich, actually, I know that there's actually no guy in her life right now. And, and I said, why? Are you interested in her? He said, I am. And we got on the freeway and we're driving towards her house. And he starts talking to me about, about how, why he liked her. He starts talking to me about why she attracted, he was attracted to her. He started talking to me about what he wanted. And all of a sudden he goes, dad, 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 we missed our off ramp. And I said, Rich, I don't want this time to end. <laughs> 
and we drove that night and we went out and, and got home really late, by the way, because I didn't want to stop the conversation we were having. Let me say how much God loves you, how much God cares about you. And when you start to pray with him and talk to him about this topic, the God who loves love is the God who loves you. And God loves sharing this time with you. God's going to love the conversations. So here's what I don't want you to miss. Please lean in if, I, if you haven't caught it. One of the reasons I want to teach you the 15 non-negotiables, one of the reasons I want you to make your list is because God and you are going to get closer than ever as you talk to him. Because you know what you're doing? You're getting with your heavenly father, your Abba father. The word Abba father actually means your dad or your, or your papa or your daddy. And you and he are going to talk about your love life. And God wants to talk with you about your love life. God wants to put things into your heart. God wants you to draw close to him. And if you do this the way I want to teach you to do it, you and God are going to have some of the best talks ever, the best times together ever. And you know what? You're going to grow closer and closer and closer to God. And as you do, you're going to find God guiding you. You're going to find God filling your heart with love. You're going to find God giving you joy. And I believe that, that as you do this, many of you, if not most of you, are going to experience God bringing you together in a miraculous way with that person, that person who he made just for you. And he made you just for them. And by the way, I do probably ought to say this. They'll be the perfect person for you, but they won't be a perfect person because <laughs> nobody's perfect. And even their imperfections are a part of God's love story he wants to put into your life. And so what I want to talk to you about in the next few times we get together on my podcast, what's up with Pastor Chuck? I want you to know what's up with the kind of person God wants you to be. And the person he wants you to meet, the person he's created for you to live life with, for you to have an amazing relationship with, and that the two of you will be better together than apart. So I want to talk to you about that. I want to share that time with you, and I want you to dig in. So I know that today was kind of more of an intro. So let me ask you a question as we get ready to move, uh, come to an end. What do you think is on God's 15 non-negotiable list? What do you think's number one? What do you think's number two? Uh, by the way, I cannot wait to share them with you. So starting next week, what I'd like you to do is get ready for the 15 non-negotiables. Between now and then, let me give you a homework assignment. Number one, start praying and saying, Lord, I want to make sure that I'm the kind of person I should be. And I want to get my life right with you. Also, start writing out the list of the things you would dream up. And let's find out how many of those are the non-negotiables and how many are negotiables. But you start praying specifically. Uh, you pray for the, the kind of person you want, the kind of uh, personality they all have, what they're going to look like, what they're going to value, and just start praying about that to God. And then see what God gets your heart ready to do. So next week, everybody, we start through. No more hanging on. We're going to start through the 15, and I'm going to give it to you. By the way, uh, if you like our podcast, make sure and hit the subscribe button so it'll pop up and remind you of when we're getting ready to start this again. And if you like today's message, hit like. If you don't like it, <laughs> I don't mind. You don't like. Just let me know. But God bless you. And next week, next week, we're going to dig in together. God bless you guys.